Welcome to Finding Your Sexiness. I'm Gail Thackeray. And today I'm doing something very unusual. I'm going to be interviewing a higher consciousness being called Julius. Actually, I'm interviewing Casey and Brad. And Casey is a channel to the other side to this higher consciousness being Julius. Finding Your Sexiness. I'm your host, Gail Thackeray. Sexiness is living your life to the fullest. We interview leaders to find out what is their secret to success. What is that special ingredient that makes you stand out? Welcome to another episode. So we're talking about finding your sexiness. And we're still working through this concept of what is sexiness. And we're talking about sexiness means success and having abundance in your life, being successful in business, being successful in love, but really not just being successful because you can be successful and not completely fulfilled. So we're talking about really doing what you were supposed to do when you came here. I do believe that everybody has a purpose. So we're talking about How do you get to that point where you really feel like you are contributing, doing the thing you're supposed to do, absolutely loving life and in all aspects of your life? And I mean, nothing can be perfect all the time, but being as close to that as possible and really feeling fulfilled. Because when you're really fulfilled and you're really doing the thing you love, you absolutely shine. And this is what we're talking about when we're saying finding that thing, that part of you, That's really when you shine and you become your sexiness. So I have a question from a listener, Brian. And Brian was talking about the interview that we did with Laurie. And she was talking about connecting to divine source and to higher powers. And Brian says, do you believe in these extraterrestrials or fifth dimensional beings And are they good or are they evil? And if they're good, can they help us? Well, that's a great question because that leads into what we're going to be doing today. And I'm very excited. We're going to be interviewing actually a fifth dimensional or I think a seventh dimensional being, Julius. Julius is actually not one spirit, I believe. We'll we'll be asking um, Casey a little bit more about this. But I believe Julius is a panel of these higher consciousness beings. And Casey actually channels this group of beings that come through her and they give her this um, life advice. And I think you can actually interact with Casey and talk to these entities that they call Julius. She, uh, she has a... A course or a, an online site, I think it's called Expand with Julius. And so the whole point of this is to be able to get advice and talk directly to these higher consciousness beings. Are they extraterrestrials? Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I do believe they're extraterrestrials. I do believe there is a spirit world. I do believe that there is this other world around us. There's a lot more than the physical world and that there are people that have passed over in spirit. There are guides, there are angels, and I believe there are other higher consciousness beings and other dimensions and that we can tap into these energies and occasionally be able to get advice, get messages 
And often we do get these messages, guidance from the other side, and we probably don't even realize we're getting it. We think, oh, I just had a thought about something. Or we call it intuition, and we think it's ourselves. And it might well be some guidance that you have from another side. So I definitely think we can tap in. And there are some people that have been able to create a stronger connection. So I think we all have these abilities, but I think there are certain people that have been able to kind of hone in on this. And some can even channel or have these um, entities speak through them, which is you know, amazing, and that we can go and, and listen to these teachings and receive these like, very high wisdom entities talking through um, a human being. And there are a few people on this earth that do that. I mean, there, of course, there's a lot of people that are, you know, fraudulent or say they have something, and I'm not sure if I believe it, but there are definitely some people, I think, do have this connection. So I'm very excited today to be interviewing Casey. Um, She'll go more into her story, but Brad got very sick. And during this health crisis that he had, this entity came through to Brad and to Casey and now talks through Casey. And so you can actually go and um, go to their workshops or, or talk with them online. But you're talking with Casey who is the channel to this entity, Julius, which is actually a group of entities. And absolutely, I think this is a good entity or a good group of entities. So, so Brian, do I believe that some are not so good? Well, uh, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I mean, just like, just as we have in the physical plane, we have uh, good people, good intentions, and there are bad people are all kind of in between. And I think on the other side, it's it's not all good and positive. I do think there are some darker vibrations, some more negative en- energies. And you do for sure have to be careful if you are, you know, trying to communicate with the other side. You've got a there's certain kind of, if you're doing psychic work, a certain kind of psychic protection that you need to be aware of. And and also, if you're going to see somebody that does channeling, that you, somebody you know has told you about them, and that this is there's a level of trust. I mean, you shouldn't just be, you know, going to anybody for sure. There are good and bad, but the ones we're talking about, I think, are very high energy. And also, look at the message that's coming through. You know, if the message is coming through, that's very positive, that is inspiring, that helps you. I, I, you know, that, I definitely think that that's going to help you. We find people in our life that are mentors, or we should. That's very good for us. Whether that's a person that you know and you meet physically, or whether your mentor is somebody whose books you've read, if you resonate with the message that they have, the their teachings that they have. That is a you know a wonderful way. I think everybody should have mentors, and I also think that. You know, at some point, you should also mentor other people. So I definitely believe in mentors. And there are some of these beings that are this really high dimensional beings. 
and the wisdom that comes through them. If you read, some of these people have, have done writings or they've got workshops or online or there's videos of them channeling. And some of the words of wisdom that come through are really amazing. And if they are not actually a channel from another world, then this person is doing an incredible job of of bringing across amazing wisdom to the world. Um, so there are some other great examples. Esther Hicks is a channel. I don't know if you've heard of um, Esther Hicks and the Law of Attraction. She channels a group of beings called Abraham. And they talk a lot about the Law of Attraction. And she's written books and got teachings and there are workshops where you can really learn from the wisdom of Abraham. So it's actually not Esther, it's this being Abraham. Daryl Anker is another fantastic channel. He channels an entity called Bashar. And he, again, will do certain live showings or workshops or I think on his site, you can go and people ask Bashar the, again, I think that's a group of entities that will answer questions and some of the answers are just profound and people have asked about well how do I abundance in my life or manifesting or my love life or you know how do I deal with this kind of situation so I think you know if you resonate with that energy these things are a lot um, just a wealth of information Jay-Z Knight is another channel she channeled um, an entity called Ramtha who comes through. So I'm very excited to have a live channel and to be talking to Casey. And I'm hoping she's actually going to channel on the show for us this entity, Julia, so we can actually ask Julius and find out what Casey, Brad and the entity Julius, what they have to say about life, about sexiness, about being that fantastic, wonderful, loving, uh, having your sole purpose and just really shining and finding your sexiness. Welcome to Finding Your Sexiness podcast. And today I'm with Casey and Brad and they have a phenomenal story. Uh, Casey, which she's going to explain to us, but she's a channel for a being, uh, a spirit. She'll explain a little bit more. An entity called Julius, uh, who was first introduced to Brad when he had a, a, a near death experience. So, uh, how do you want to explain this? <laughs> so, uh, tell us how, how this first happened. How did you meet this entity? Approximately 12 years ago, I was in a car accident, and uh, due to the medication, I had a brain injury, and due to the medication that they gave me in the hospital to shut my brain off because it wouldn't shut off, I couldn't sleep for days on end, mm -hmm. uh, I overdosed on that medicine. Wow. And left this plane of existence for eight hours, and while I was gone... I've had the fabulously wonderful and beautiful experience of visiting with the group that we've now called Julius. So Julius, are they're, they're beings from another dimension? They're, they're, they're a group of beings that are all high, in, well, great ener high energy, mm -hmm. 
uh, six level of consciousness energy and they've all been human so what they teach what they talk about is all about how to ascend yourself through the human experience so you had this experience where did you go through the tunnel of white light and I didn't even tunnel I just was just there I, I tell people it was like waking up in about 10 Costco warehouse buildings <laughs> that's the expansion with all this light going by coloration all this sound and their presence now when you say their presence did you see them visualize them or was it more of a feeling they to make me comfortable they would come and go so I could really understand that they were there but the minute I would think a thought it would immediately be answered so like telepathic communication yeah and, and what did they look like you and I and what were they were they dressed in any way or theoretically what I seen was just a form an outline mm -hmm. of them because and the way it was explained to me at that time was we're energy and I can't I couldn't really comprehend that at that moment but through the time period I gained the understanding of that yes once we leave this plane of existence we all go back to energy and there were several of these beings yes there's a group there's 21 total in the group but only 19 of them can be together at once and were they men women it's a combination I think, Gail, what I love to tell everybody is um, we, uh, Julius explains many things, but they always explain that you'll go, you go into your next thought and you definitely go into something that you can accept. And Brad had come from a very, very limited and restricted religion. And so the, can you imagine these, these energies kind of trying to nurture him beyond what he had already accepted into something else that maybe he could accept. So trying to, I'm laughing, I'm like, they're trying to figure out what costume to put on so you're not like, no, no, this is Satan, you know, and, and things like that. I, I laugh about that because I, I tell everyone they just have such an intimate connection with Brad to be able to, like I said, the, the disruption of, wait a minute, this isn't happening the way it's supposed to, whatever we get fixated in our mind, and, si and simultaneously being able to feel find the field of energy uh, where he would be okay with that and then loop him into something broader and, and more expansive. So, you know? Casey, after Brad had this experience yeah. and thankfully recovered, then you started channeling this group. Actually, what happened was um, we found him, my daughter and I found him non-responsive and unconscious in his home. We were, uh, because my daughter had worked for him, we were taking care of him during his recovery from his brain injury. So we were checking up on him and found him basically dead on the floor. So I started CPR on him. Kimberly called the emergency team. That's when he was seeing Julius. So we're all scrambling to the hospital. Uh, he's having this enlightened experience. We get to the hospital. We're told he's not going to make it. They're putting tubes all in him. And we basically, the doctor had come out and told us to just come in and say goodbye. Um, 
there really wasn't much hope. We could go home and go to bed. Well, he'd just let us know, you know, what happens. And, and I didn't want to leave. I didn't know Brad very well at the time. Um, and he shot up out of bed about 1 a.m. and started laughing. The, do- the doctor's sitting there. I think he, uh, he must have asked the doctor where I was. But before he came back into embodiment, they had asked you if you wanted to come back, right? Yes, they asked me, and they said, and of course I agreed to come back. But you're coming with me because there's no way in hell anybody's ever going to believe <laughs> the story that I've got to tell. Okay, and so we, the agreement was yes, they would come back with me, and in the process of my remembrance, because I came, you come back to the body that you've just left. And knowing that I had a brain injury, they we had code words that they gave that they would say to me to remind me of what transpired, so I wouldn't forget. So they told Brad that they when he said, "I want you to come with me," and they told him they'd already made arrangements for that. And so when he shot up out of bed and the doctor came out and got me, I walked into Brad's room and just started trans-channeling Julius back to him, just focused right on him. And, and there they were, I, I, Brad's laughing. He said they were just reassuring him they were here. Doctor left the room. Was he was like, I'm out. I am out. So did the doctor not believe it? No, he, he's, he's he's never they don't talk about it. Sense. Yeah, they don't talk about things that they don't understand. Released Brad the next day, go home, you're fine. Um, I didn't really remember that. When we got home, Brad was talking about um, how this group, I was providing this group for him, and I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm thinking, he's got a brain injury. So you. He's got a brain injury. <laughs> It'll be okay. So you, my daughter's like, what's he talking about? I'm like, he's got a brain injury. You know, this is all, you know, made up. Um, and he said, you're supposed to talk to me. You're supposed to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. He said, no, no, no. You're supposed to talk to me. And then Julius would come in, and I wouldn't remember. So I'm a trans channel. That means they come through and take over. And, and I say an aspect of my consciousness because they can't they can't take over complete full consciousness. I I don't believe for myself that they could completely disembody my own soul. So they take over a good portion of my consciousness and communicate, and then segue themselves out. And so for the first three the first year. They would just come in. It was somewhat aggressive, to be honest with you. I'd be out. They'd give Brad information. They were working with Brad to heal his brain, showing him how to activate dormant parts of his brain to circumvent the injury. And he just thinks this is fabulous, and I didn't think it was fabulous. <laughs> like you, he kind of wrote a book a little bit about it, Nothing, and the publisher was fascinated and asked if I could be on stage and do this, and I said, no. He was like, yes, yes, yes. And other people by this time were starting to see a little bit of it. Of course, they were comparing, comparing me to another beautifully fabulous trans channel that trans channels a group that's very popular here now, which is a, is a huge compliment. And we, like you, started on this spiritual journey. So Julius provides extraordinary teachings of consciousness to audiences and students worldwide. Similar platforms, speaking engagements, expos, books, um, things like these podcasts, and we have been totally transformed with this experience, as you know. 
it's an honor to be doing it. It's getting more and more smooth in the transition, which is really nice. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of us and and uh, everything that is continuing. You know. So Brad had to go through this experience really to so that these cook beans could come through, and now now the two of you are actually uh, being a, a channel for the world to be able to share the teachings of this these higher beings. Yeah, is that fun? It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah I ground. He's, the he's the energy of them is immense. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally just ground them so they can yeah. speak. Uh, we were we were on the panel uh, on a panel the first night, and I'm thinking to my, it was the first time we we got on a panel because it's a little oddity to have a channel a channel on a panel, right? <laughs> and I'm sure that's a little disquieting for perhaps people who are going to be running the cha- a panel of I, I'm not sure how this is going to go. So, you know, Brad kind of has this conversation with Julius, kind of you know, behave yourself a little bit. Let's just keep it real. Then just a little bit. And so we're sitting there on the on the counter, and as they're uh, uh, you know asking questions and stuff. And Brad would tap them in and tap them out, you know, according to uh, answering, you know, answering questions. So, do you still go to sleep or become unconscious when Julius comes through? Pretty much. Although I, I have to tell you, um, I, I kind of wasn't really cool with the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I, I was kind of like, "What's this? What's in it for me?" You know, I have things to do. You know, I. Um, and we really had to kind of come to an agreement. And like I said, their energy was so strong at first, I didn't feel well afterwards. And I found myself just being devoid of, of time. And I didn't really think that was fair. So did you make an agreement so that, like, you can come in at this particular time, we're going to channel, but the yeah. rest don't come in, like, in the middle of when I'm doing something? Right. A, a little bit. We said there needs to be an aspect of appropriateness to it. Um, thankfully... They come in when when we ask them to or want them to when we're doing a presentation. I used to really worry about that too. You know, I'm about ready to walk out on stage and I'm like, "Oh my hell! What if they don't? You know, come in? They're not going to show up. They're not going to come in." Uh, thankfully, they do. They do. And uh, but energetically, it used to be pretty intense. Uh, you can see early videos of us, and you can see that. You can see the, a little bit. Yeah, a little little space. bit. Um, and and I and, and now it's, it's much easier. It's like anything else, like an exercise program or a diet program, right? The more you do it, the more you build the endurance for it, and uh, becomes just become, kind of becomes part of your life. They do, and because there's um, different energies in the group, it's interesting that sometimes different energies will come through and talk to somebody appropriate for that person. Julius is really powerful, kind of just you know right in there. But other energies in the group are a little softer and a little more gentle. So sometimes when I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm channeling an aspect of the group, and they don't really know. They just think there's this beautiful innate wisdom spewing from the core essence of my being, which I'm okay with, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and Brad will say, that was Julius, you know, talking to you, to the person. They're like, oh, well, you know, we really didn't notice. And and he giggles because he says, yeah, that's probably because you weren't really ready for Julius, you know, to come in. So, so you, it's you, a great phenomenon. So yeah. you've now got years of uh, Julius coming through and sharing tremendous knowledge, profound uh, experience and wisdom, yeah. and people asking questions. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, we're here asking, like, yeah. how can people, finding your sexiness, right. but like, that's not just about the way you look and act, but 
about how can you be more involved in life? How can you get on your sole purpose? How can we be successful? So, Master, we would tell you that the bravery component lives in the seat of your soul. You are that most extraordinary being. And it really is just revealment of self. And when one on this earthship is desiring to access the bravery from within them, they really just need to go quiet and peaceful, trust and honor who they are. For we would say that there is nothing sexier than being God. Imagine God, the sexiness, the extraordinary of that power and that knowing, hitting every component and every angle of that comprehensive opinion and desire. Awaken your soul's masters through the raising of your consciousness. You cannot help but be the sexiest thing alive. But more than that, Love that component about your own self and honor all of that in everyone that you encounter. We love you. Honor you, Master. Physically, so magnificent. Internally, the most extraordinary and expansive. We are so honored to be on this journey. In this field of knowing on this dimension, the accessibility is possible attainable and inevitable and your work is so magnificent and the path that you have chosen is the one that will bring you the most joy it is our honor as it will be thank you julius so julius if people are saying that they they kind of know what their sole purpose is they know what they'd love to do but mm-hmm. they just feel like they can't get out they can't make money at what they love or they're just not able to access that what, what advice would you have well we would tell you that authenticity always brings abundance that's what it is words get complicated so it is about being brave enough to be authentic and how do you know we tell you that it will feel good it will feel good So your soul is the emotional processor of thought. Your feelings always guide you. That's what your soul does. But human embodiments have been taught or raised or um, lied to about their emotions. They have been told that some emotions are right, some are wrong, some are male and some are female. Can you imagine emotions that are gender-oriented, okay? And so they have been taught to lay them down, and they have been taught to judge them, and they have been taught to detach from them, that they must follow their logical mind, and they must follow the order of that which has limited you on the human realm since the beginning of physical embodiments. So we say you must be at a place where you have had your guts full of your limitation and no longer want to sit in the seat of victimhood. And we know that you are there if you are watching this transmission. So you sit and you start to feel, Master. You think thoughts. You watch beautiful programming. You listen to theories and you say to yourself, how does this make me feel? And you become familiar with joy and love. Then you start to conjure magnificent ideas for yourself. What would I love to do? What experiences would I love to have? And you sit back and you see how those make you feel. Just the idea of them make you feel. And then you move. You do them. You become them. And then it flows. It flows. 
And people say, are you following your soul? And you say, nothing but. Nothing but. And they will say, how do you know? And we'll say, because it always feels joyous. It always feels joyous. People are afraid of their joy. They are. They've been taught that that's not reasonable to be joyous all the time. And we say, that has been a false, limited teaching that you have transferred into a false, limited knowing of oneself. And you are ready to be unleashed. Can you explain, are some people supposed to have a big, wonderful life purpose and some are supposed to have difficulties? Are we all supposed to have a beautiful life purpose? We would say that there is nothing that governs you outside of yourself that is making decisions as to what you should or should not be doing. That has also been a limited teaching. We teach that you are God in form. And if you think that God sits still and quiet and in any form of limitation, you have a misunderstanding of what that is. Live big. Be big. Be extraordinary. Your path is what is joyful for you. But joy is big. Joy is big. If you find great joy in nurturing a family at home, cooking their food, mending their clothes, wonderful. Be joyous at it. And that is your chosen purpose. If you desire to operate on a brain, if you desire to stand up and take your clothes off, if you desire to nurture, if you desire to defend, whatever brings you joy is your chosen purpose purpose. When one says, well, I don't know how to choose, and we say, learn how to feel joy, think thoughts, follow what feels good, you will always find satisfaction and fulfillment at that point, and then you will understand why you came here, and then you will understand who you are. So first look at the things that you love in life and that you enjoy, and then find the passion through that. And isn't that the problem? Mm-hmm. That is the human problem. That's why there's lack. Tell us about lack, about people that are worried about finances and bills. How can they get out of that mindset? Because these are real problems that they have, real issues that are physically there where they've got to pay the bills. The first thing we tell you is that you are creating your reality. Now, for some people, that gets them a little upset because they love to think that it's the causation of something outside of them that is creating their circumstance. And we say, actually, that's your doing in that position. That's good news. That's the best news we can give you. Change your perception. It's a practice. It's a discipline. And you start changing the way you see things in your life. And you will be amazed how almost automatically the field of the hologram will respond to your perception. So this is how even quantum physics comes into play. This is the doer and observer effect that quantum physics supports, that what you project out energetically will display itself in front of you. That's what the hologram is for. And we tell everybody that though this may sound like a task that you cannot do, you are currently doing it. You are currently doing it. So let's change the energy that goes out and you'll watch the hologram move. And they'll say, we just don't accept that that's true. And we'll say, all right, well, let's start small. 
Let's start with some small things that you can accept. Let's find the parking spot for you in the parking lot. Let's find the phone call that you're going to get because you're thinking about your friend. Let's change the job that's going to start. And you start to build a little bit of confidence. But you must be aware. You must be aware of the phenomenon. Once you become aware, your power starts to come out. Now, we have often said that embodiments, human embodiments, are afraid of only two things. What are they? Dying and how powerful they are. <laughs> so sometimes people will get a little afraid of this because then they have to change roles, Master. They must not be a victim anymore, they must be the creator. They're not sure if they can handle it. And we say, come on, come on, you can handle it, you can handle it. Some will completely unleash themselves and see the full demonstration of the transformation as you have done. Some will do little bites and little steps, and that's okay, because you will do it again more than likely. But grow your momentum and your stamina. To stay in the seat of that position is your choice. That's good news. So if you choose that position, love it, Master. Love it with your whole heart and beingness so you can be done with it and you can move to the next experience So you, because you will never be done with something you hate. You must love it. You must love every article of it so that expansion can be continued. So do your work. We know you're ready or you would not be here. You would not be here listening and watching if you had not taken a position of authentic knowing. We will help you. She will help you. All light workers and all transformational components of consciousness are here right now. Come on. Come on. Come with us. Because you are us. And every step towards your magnificence and your knowing that you are God elevates ours. So it's quite a selfish journey, really. How can people release the negative feelings they have about people, especially if they've really been abused or hurt by somebody? How, how should they accept that or forgive people? That's a difficult thing to do. First, you might do it with yourself because you become what you know. If you have an opinion about anyone else, you have an opinion about yourself. It only works that way. It only works that way. You become what you know. You do what you know. So if you are judging someone else, you are judging yourself first. So ultimately, you go through the personal work, the personal transformation, and then it will be an automatic unfolding of compassion for the all. But if that seems too arduous for you, we would say, start paying attention. Start paying attention about what's coming out of your mouth and what is coming in your brain and what's conjuring in your emotions and catch yourself. Start catching yourself. It's a conscious awareness journey. That means you become aware of your thoughts and your deeds. Red flags, red flags, and they'll pop up. Because once you've decided to go on a conscious journey, your soul will awaken you and they'll say, get your seatbelt on because we're going to throw all of your limitation right back at you as a mere conscious reflective action so that you can become aware of who you are. So you may get a confrontation out of nowhere from someone and the way you go to react is your opportunity to stop and say, 
let me help. Thank you so much, Casey, for channeling mm -hmm. and for being here. And to Brad, thank you. And, and just for doing the work that you're doing. Thank Amazing. You. And then if people at home are interested in finding out more about what you do, mm -hmm. what, what's your website? How can they get a hold Expand of you? Expandwithjulius.com. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Gail, so much. Thank you, Brad. Group hug. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Wow, that was really amazing to have a, this energy being that right there with us on the show. Um, I don't know if you could feel it at home, but I felt like when Julius was speaking, it was almost like this um, portal opened up, like this, it's like I had chills. I could feel a sort of an energy flowing where almost like it raised the whole vibration of the entire place. So that was, uh, well, that was fantastic. And people are going to be asking, well, how, how can we do this? Um, how can you connect with these beings? Well, expandwithjulius.com. You can go there and you can ask Casey questions. And I'm sure she does live events where Julius comes through and you can ask questions. But you can also connect with Julius or any of these higher beings or guides. And I always say don't particularly be set on who who's helping you. But if you are stuck in a situation, just do a little meditation and say, okay, I've got this issue. My love life's not working out. I've got this problem at work. I just feel stuck in this area of my life. I need some answers and put it out to the universe. And you may not instantly get feedback. It's not like this voice is going to come in your head and start talking to you. Sometimes you will kind of have a thought that comes to mind, but it might, you might get nothing. And then, but notice over the next few days, things will come up. So as you're on the computer, you're Googling, or somebody will come up and say something to you, you'll start to get the answers that you're looking for. When you put it out to the universe and you say, I need help with this, please give me some advice on this. I don't know how to do this. These, I believe that these spirits that are around you, these higher being entities are listening and you can connect. And if you're asking and then being aware of what you're being shown, the synchronicity that happens is going to be amazing. You'll notice that things come up in things that you read. There'll be websites that come up. Um, people will talk about workshops. People at work will mention things. These, these answers start coming to you in ways you don't expect. You just have to be kind of on ultra awareness to see what's coming to you. And you'll go, ah, mm -hmm. that's the answer to my question. So I would love to get your feedback. Let me know if there's anybody you'd like me to try to interview, uh, what subjects you'd like to cover. I'd love some comments about what you think about today's show and any of the other shows and any questions that you have. And let's go out there and find your sexiness. <laughs>